for affection. So I decided to go swing it in my direction. I'll be out of control. Let's take it to perfection. Just you and me. Let's see if we can bring, bring, bring the nasty out of me. Let them, them, them suck it inside. Suck it to me like you tell me to. Hello, hello, this is your boy King Known Uncensored. A little bit buzzed, but we have a long ass show for you today. So, I'm going to need y'all to pop some popcorn because we're talking 30 NBA teams. It's going to be a long time before y'all get another show out of me. It could be two days, it could be three days, depending on... What happens in the news? But I got a lot of headlines, and I'm going to go right into it. It's King No Uncensored, baby. The new episode, Trades That Every NBA Team Needs to Make, Part 2. The Trade Deadline Edition. We get we getting in. But first off, the Washington Wizards are viewed as a potential trade destination for D'Angelo Russell. Now, do I have a trade on this episode for Russell? Yes. We will get to that very soon. But I just wanted to uh, put that in the atmosphere because D'Angelo Russell, obviously I described this last show that he was unhappy in Minnesota and was ready to make a change. Draymond versus Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> you see, you notice something about Draymond Green, y'all? He don't never fight a motherfucker his size. Pause that. He don't never fight a person his size. He don't never try to punk people his size. He always punks on somebody that's 6'3", 190. 6'2", 6'2", 180. So he picked a fight with Beef Stew. That's not a fight you want. I'm not going to say that there was a clear winner of this fight, but it was a tussle. And Beef Stew just yoked this nigga up like he was like he was a five-year-old kid. He tossed Draymond around like it was a fuck, he was a fucking rag doll. I'm just saying. 
Y'all asking me what I've been drinking on. I had some Don Julio and some lemonade and a Smirnoff, red, white, and blue, and a Tahitian treat, and a Simply Spiked watermelon. So I'm going to be on one today. But that fight was funny. Let's move on. Pistons surprisingly beat the Warriors, man, on a last-second shot from Sadiq Bey. I'm trying to remember if I was actually watching that when that happened. Yeah, I was. I was. I tuned in a little bit late. I came in late third quarter. But Sadiq Bay made a hell of a shot at the end after Clay Thompson. I thought Clay sealed our fate. I thought we was fucked. Then all of a sudden, Sadiq Bay shot that shit like Lil Wayne did in that Popping Bottles video. Ugh. Is Shannon Sharp leaving undisputed? Because um, from what I'm hearing from the streets, his other show, Club Shay Shay, who has boasted major guests, is more popular than undisputed. And, you know, him and Skip Bayless clash once again about his DeMar Hamlin tweet. I mean, me personally... I don't think Skip should have tweeted that. He should just shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I know Skip Bayless is tough. I know he a, he a, he a thug-ass nigga. He a thug-ass white boy, all that shit, whatever. But, um, you know, Shannon Sharp, leave it undisputed, would definitely, you know, I don't think Skip Bayless would find a decent co-host. I mean, I feel like Shannon Sharp could do his own show if he really wanted to. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, he's like, all right, Skip, I'll come back, Skip. I'll come right back. I'll come right back home to your daddy. I'm sorry I got to align with you. Come here, Skip. Come here, Skip. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of Shannon, did you see how he hugged LeBron? He hugged him like a, a, a free call in the club. Like a, <laughs> you know what I mean? He held up on him like, if you want to, like I want. <laughs> that nigga wanted to slow dance. <laughs> Play another slow jam, head ass nigga. Fuck. <laughs> But I don't know, man. I mean, do I feel like he should leave undisputed? I mean, he would have some balls if he left some left undisputed and standing on his uh his principles. But he don't got the nut sacks to do that, bro. He ain't got the nut sack, bro. Demar Hamlin is responsive, y'all, and it has that breathing tube out of his throat, and he is communicating with his teammates via FaceTime or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to De- DeMar Hamlin, man. Continue to get well. Long as he gets back to 100%. I mean, I'm not going to say that I hope he gets back on the field unless that's what exactly he wants to do. And if that's within the best interest of, you know, doctors and all that other shit. We just happy that the kid lived. Because that was a really tough situation to endure and view. 
people around the league and the NBA believe that Karis LeVert is the Cavaliers' top trade asset. I mean, Cleveland is a team right now that is good the way that it is. But we'll get to that. But how do I feel about this? I'm going to be honest with you. There is strength in numbers. I don't think Cleveland should trade Karis LeVert. I think Karis LeVert is a very valuable six-man. And, you know, I know one team that's going to be looking for him, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers, I bet. You know, because they want everybody, despite the Lakers being exposed, which is a great segue. The Lakers were exposed. Without LeBron James, they won that one game without him playing in it. That exposed that the Lakers have the depth that they need to contend in the Western Conference. They have the players. You know, Russell Westbrook is a star player still, although he's technically a leader to uh, win the Sixth Man of the Year award this year. Definitely a candidate. You got Thomas Bryant playing a whole lot better. You know, he's 100% now. You know, even Kendrick Nunn showed up last night. You know what I'm saying? And then you got um, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, the fourth. The Lakers actually have a decent team. I I, I mean, I told y'all, man, they are capable of being, you know, 42 and 40. They could be above 500. It's going to take them a while. You know, and then Anthony Davis has been working out. You know, he's been trying out that foot injury to see if he can return to the court. We'll see. I mean, Russell Westbrook validated himself in that game that they won without LeBron and AD. I think this was against the Miami Heat. But Russell Westbrook had a very big game. (laughs) Speaking of Miami, the Miami Heat are still interested in Jay Crowder, but only in a buyout situation. I mean, that's fair. You wouldn't want to give up your guys, especially with Miami turning it around on their season when it looked like they might have had to uh, break their team up. Anyway, let's move on. Charles Barkley says that Phoenix and Chicago should blow their team up. Woo! Strong words from a strong man. A fat man, but a very strong man. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't know what I would do if I was Phoenix. Because we know that Devin Booker suffered an injury. And it ain't no telling when he's going to come back. From that groin injury, you know, I said he was out for a few weeks. Not good. The Suns went from the top of the West to 20 and 20, which is good for eighth in the West right now. Phoenix is in trouble because DeAndre Ayton doesn't get along with his team, but unfortunately, you know, Phoenix is stuck with him at least another year. Before they can trade him. Chris Paul is 95 years old. And he's starting to look it. Chris Paul doesn't have the same explosiveness. He does have the same IQ in playmaking. 
even that is starting to slip as of late. And, you know, Cam Johnson's injury. Cameron Payne's injury. Has put a lot of pressure on some of the role players that have never been given an opportunity. Michael Bridges was seen, you know, criticizing Aiden. It's just like a, a ball of shit out there. I see why Chuck said that shit. And if you want me to be honest with y'all... I would trade. I would try to see what I can get for Devin Booker. Not gonna lie, I'd break this fucker up. Monty Williams, you know, you need you need to put players around Monty Williams that are mentally tough. I know it's not many of those players out there, and that's kind of a lot to ask for. Now, as far as the Chicago Bulls are concerned, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I don't think that they should blow it up this year. I'd say give it another year, and then you know. If it don't work out this year, then blow it up. I mean, yes, Chicago's defense is terrible. And yes, they're underachieving like hell when you have three all-stars on the team like Levine, DeRozan and Vucevic. Then you have the role players and Kobe White, Derek Jones Jr., Patrick Williams, Alex uh, Caruso, which everybody wants. The Charlotte Hornets say, you know, Charlotte Hornets are basically calling cap. On ESPN, reporting that they were thinking about negotiating a contract with Miles Bridges. And I don't blame them. Miles Bridges is a piece of shit. He really should be suspended from the league for that situation that he got into with his wife. Because that's wrong, bro. You don't put your hands on a woman like that. Because it looked like he did a lot of damage due to the uh, marks on her body. So, no, I don't think Miles Bridges should be offered a contract. I don't care how desperate Charlotte is. But Charlotte says that it's Cap. Luca versus Tatum. Oh, man. Wow. I mean, this wasn't the matchup that it was that was that it was expected to be. I mean, Boston beat the shit out of Dallas that particular game. And Tatum has gotten two victories off of Luca. Despite Tatum not even playing his best. You know, Tatum assumed more of a playmaking role. In their victory over Dallas. Luca showed us that his team is not really that good around him, but he makes the most out of it and he maximizes his own thing. But I understand he's only 24 years old and he doesn't have a solid number two option that's reliable every night. And meanwhile, Tatum 
fresh off a slump, is bouncing back. Boston as a whole roster is bouncing back. And they're still number one in the Eastern Conference, which is another reason why I feel like Tatum is still the MVP candidate. And oh my God, speaking of MVP candidates, did you see the shithole performance from Giannis? Only nine points against the worst team in the league in the Charlotte Hornets. LaMelo and Terry Rozier went ape shit on the Bucs. And the Bucs are supposed to be this defensive team. I think this game automatically eliminates Giannis from winning the MVP this year. Still be a candidate, but never number one. Those are my thoughts on that. Um, also, in ass-whooping news, the Clippers got smacked by the Nuggets, and the Nuggets still have the Clippers' number. I'm going to be honest with y'all. If the Clippers played the Nuggets in a series, I'd still take the Nuggets in six games, even with a healthy Kawhi and Paul George. It's just some teams that just have your number. And that's what makes this league so interesting. Like, everyone has their own kryptonite. Depending on who Denver gets, I don't even see Denver making it out of the first round. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Depending on the opponent, because you got Portland waiting down there. You got Golden State waiting down there. You got Phoenix down there. Even though I think Denver could beat Phoenix in a seven-game series, even with a healthy Devin Booker. But that was embarrassing. The Clippers getting smacked by the Nuggets. That shit was horrible. Like, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard ought to be ashamed of themselves. Paul George tried to give it a go with an injury. Much respect. But they were very passive-aggressive. Like, what the fuck happened to Kawhi's aggression? This supposed to be a top three player if healthy. This dude ain't is barely top 50 right now. Kawhi Leonard is playing terrible. Oh, what happened to Kawhi? Knicks and Heat have entered the Zach Levine race. I mean, I had already said that a Zach Levine for Derrick Rose, Emmanuel, Quickly. Uh, you know what? I would just wait. I would just wait. I mean, Miami Heat getting Zach Levine wouldn't make that much sense unless you're starting Tyler Hero at point. But who would you give up for Zach Levine? I don't know. Like, what would Miami be able to give up? I mean, all the other role players like Oladipo, like Caleb Barton, like uh, Dwayne Dedman, uh, somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would you give up for this nigga? Seriously. Kimbrick Lamar. Brick don't kill my vibe. Brick don't kill my vibe. Bricking, 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 hit missing shots all night. I am a breaker. That's <laughs> probably gonna break again. Lord forgive me. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I have been vindicated by saying that Kendrick Lamar is washed up. But one person that wants to come to his rescue is his former teammate Jason Taylor. Now come on, Boston. Come on, Jason. You want this motherfucker shooting y'all out of fucking games and shit in the playoffs? 
when you get eliminated, you got to think. John Collins and the Atlanta Hawks are still trying to find trade partners. And there's a lot of teams that are interested in John Collins. I do not think I have a John Collins uh, related trade here. In my, uh, you know, teams everybody should trade for. But then again, I can conjure up some shit real quick before we get this shit cracking. But let's start this shit, man. Teams that every every team play, you know, trades that every team should make at the trade deadline. But before we get to that, we have New Music Fridays a little bit. We got French Montana and DJ Drama presenting Coke Boy 6, the Money Heist Edition. I believe towards the end of last year, I would say that late 2021, Coke Boys 5 dropped. It didn't receive the fanfare that it deserved, in my opinion. And he drops a new tape with DJ Drama, The Money Heist. So we're going to go over this because it's a lot of fucking tracks. It's like 29 of them. Yeah, I said 29. But actually, it was an enjoyable 29. I mean, obviously, you know, when you have 29 tracks, it's going to be like at least eight or nine that stink to high heaven, but we'll go over that. Let's talk Coke Boy 6 Money Heist Edition. The intro that features French Montana, the God, Stove God Cooks, and Coke Boy Cheese. Fire. Amazing. Five out of five. You already know what it is. The Oath with Chinks and French Montana was fire. Chit chat with Smokey Margella, French and ASAP was disappointing. Not gonna lie, I thought ASAP was gonna rap on the beat, but whatever. Yeah, I do with yes, I do with French Montana. Very creative song. Should be a top 100 hit record. Very uh catchy. Project Baby remix with uh Bory and French. Pretty dope. Definitely like French's verse. French said something on this song that was funny as hell. But you have to catch the line when you hear it. Then it's a Max B skit. Pretty cool. Not so bad. Um, That was okay. Igloo with French Montana and Rob 49. Fire. Igloo is a banger. Banger, I tell you. Sliding featuring French Montana and Ayub. This shit was okay. 
Uh, choose you with French and Jeremiah. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I like the song, but I think Jeremiah fucked the flow up of this song. I'm not gonna lie. And he usually does not. Usually Jeremiah is automatic with the features. But on this particular one, I was not feeling it. Sorry, but not sorry. Just got to tell the truth, man. RZA featuring French Montana and Benny the Butcher. It was dope, but I expected a little bit more from Benny. Benny kind of like played it cool on here. He wasn't the Benny that I know. But all fun things must come to an end as Die in the Streets by D-Thang fucked this whole album up single-handedly damn near. This song is horrible. And it's that shitty-ass New York drill that I dislike so much. But again, I like 15% of New York drill. And that's very generous coming from a person that hates drill. But this song was fucking trash. Free Smoke Featuring ESTG and Big 30 in French. Fire. Fire. Fire, I tell you. That's probably the best song on this uh, project. Fenty featuring French Montana and Nav. Now, I hate Nav, but this song is pretty cool. I like it. Lemonade with Max B. Oh, man. The wave, free the wave, free the motherfucking wave. Man, Max B went crazy on here. I'm mad that this is only like one minute and 30 seconds. Going Yeezy featuring French Montana and Coke Boy Cheese. Fire. Love it. Coke Boy Cheese is all right. All the songs that I've heard Coke Boy Cheese on, he he's held his own. He did his thing. New Punani with French Montana and Coke Boy Cheese. Fire. Addicted to You featuring French Montana and Coke Boy Cheese. Fire. Can't Stop, Won't Stop remix with King Kong's French Montana and Kodak. Fire. Finesse remix by Feels Free featuring French Montana. Pretty solid Afrobeat song. Um, Gang Gang. With Kenzo B, King Combs, and D-Thay. That shit was okay. Just okay. Um, Obviously, it was a drill song, but it was all right. It was tolerable. Forever featuring French Montana and Mr. Chicken. This was okay. Earned with LGP, Cure, and Tory Lanez. This is my second favorite song on the album. This shit is a banger. Damn. Free Tory, man. God damn. Mm-mm-mm. This, this song is a hit hit. The 30 by D-Thing. Trash. CBTD with Chinese Kitty. Mid. Mid. Voices with YMP. By YMP main, okay. Mid big dog status with CJ. Mid get even featuring T dot to Oppie and Bando G's trash. Trying to get a block be- featuring Bezo and 
Jetta Heat. Okay. All in all, um, Coke Boy 6, the Money Heist Edition, has a lot of great moments, has a lot of fire songs, has some hit records on here. But it was a lot of clutter. Clutter is what held this mixtape from being a classic mixtape. If you were it would have just removed D-Thang and some of these other low-life niggas off of this tape, I think this would have been a classic for sure. This had classic potential. French Montana, player to player, pimp to pimp. Sometimes it's okay to tell your homeboys that they can't rap. Now let's get to the main course of the show. Every uh, uh, trades that every team should make. So the Atlanta Hawks want to trade John Collins and they have a mutual agreement that they both want a move made. Question is, who's going to bite? But me, I have a couple of trades that could help out the Atlanta Hawks. John Collins and Bogdan Bogdanovich to the Philadelphia 76ers for Tobias Harris. Now, Harris is a person that the Sixers have been talking about trading for a while. And I feel like Tobias Harris, despite my uh, respect for him, I feel like he's uh, overpaid. I feel like Tobias Harris is overpaid. And John Collins could give Joel Embiid a lob threat and James Harden a lob threat. Bogdanovich, he would probably um, come off the bench for the Sixers and would be a part of one of the best benches in the league. I mean, you got the, uh, what's his name? DeAnthony Melton, Daniel House, Trez Harrell. Coming off the bench. And the Sixers definitely in Shake Milton and Gorgas Niang. That would add some depth to that Sixers roster. Or just, or Miami's another team that's interested. I mean, a Collins for Lowry swap would be solid. I mean, you got Kyle Lowry could possibly play a six-man role, which is a bit much for him. I I don't think that he would want to do it but he wouldn't have no choice. You understand what I'm saying? feel like Collins for Lowry swap would be pretty solid for Miami. I mean, Tyler Hero could push that point. I mean, not the best passer in the world, but he would have to, unfortunately. Boston Celtics, I honestly feel like they don't need to make a trade. I think their team is primed and ready. They just have to get team chemistry a little bit better. But Boston don't need to make a trade. The Brooklyn Nets, no. They don't need to make any moves. I think they're the perfect team, the way that that they're set up. They have no excuses. You have the perfect team from top to bottom. You have the two perfect superstars. You have the perfect role players. You've got the perfect uh, Weapon X and Ben Simmons. No excuses, really. Everybody talk about the Nets need to uh, capitalize and find some size. I don't even think they need it at this point.
Now, the Charlotte Hornets. I know the Charlotte Hornets, you know, had that big game in Milwaukee, but um, the Charlotte Hornets have players on their, like I said on the first uh, part of this. The Hornets have players that can help many contenders out, and Philadelphia is one. How about this? The Charlotte Hornets trade Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, and Kelly Oubre for Tobias Harris, Matisse Thybul, and Ferdinand Corkmans. I still have, you know, trades and whatnot from the uh, other list to see if my opinion has changed on them. And I believe I think this is one of them. But how this how would this help both teams? Well, I mean Philadelphia would have a great backup to Tyrese Maxey. Terry Rozier has played that six-man role pretty well before. BJ Washington also could stretch the floor. Kelly Oubre, that's a guy that the Sixers definitely need. Somebody that can attack the basket. Philly doesn't have many players that can attack the basket on that team. They definitely need a dunker. Another trade that could help both, team, both teams in this scenario. The Charlotte Hornets trade Kelly Oubre, P.J. Washington, James Booknight, and Terry Rozier for Lonzo Ball, Derrick Jones Jr., Kobe White, and Pat Williams. This would definitely help both teams. Chicago upgrades at role player because I feel like Chicago got to switch some shit up in order to make that run through the playoffs this season if they decide to keep that Busevich, DeRozan, Levine group together. And I feel like, you know, Oubre is a guy that can... I think he would probably start, right? Because uh, Caruso's their starting point guard, or Kobe White is. I don't know. Because you're trading White away. So, Rozier would probably be their starting point guard. I take that back. In, in Chicago. Here, a lineup of Rozier, Levine, DeRozan, Washington, and Vucevic would be dope. With Oubre coming off the bench and Booknight coming off the bench, and James Booknight would finally get the chance to shine in Chicago. Now, Lonzo and LaMelo are, are united in Charlotte. Now, all three ball brothers would be on the same team from a technical standpoint, even though Jello's on the uh, G League team. But um, Derrick Jones Jr. would definitely put some asses in some seats with his dunks. You know, Michael Jordan likes entertainment. Then you get Kobe White, who's a, who can just fill it up from the field, you know, until LaMelo, I mean, until Lonzo comes back. Him and LaMelo will be a dope uh, backcourt. And then Pat Williams would instantly start. In Charlotte, you know, that would be a lineup of what? If healthy, well, actually, no. Right now, it would be Kobe White, LaMelo Ball, um, 
Pat Williams, Mason Plumley. Yeah, man. So I think that would help both teams, in my opinion. Last but not least, the Charlotte Hornets trade Terry Rozier, James Booknight, and two first round picks for D'Angelo Russell. This would help both teams immediately. Because um, D'Angelo Russell wants a new start. And why not be one of the best backcourts in the league alongside LaMelo Ball? I mean, that would be cool, but the first-round picks are what the Minnesota Timberwolves actually need. They need those two first-round picks badly. And then Rozier and Booknight would provide an instant punch and the adrenaline shot that maybe the Minnesota Timberwolves need to get back into playoff contention. Uh, The Chicago Bulls, um, again, I do not think that they need to make any sudden moves. I would shuffle around the role players and see if this would work. And if it doesn't work this year, then blow it up next year. I'll see them being in the trade market. Initiating trades. Cleveland Cavaliers, I truly think that they don't need anybody. That's just my opinion. I think that team is just fine. They are primed and ready for a deep playoff run. The Dallas Mavericks, um, I feel like there's one deal that they could make with the New York Knicks. Um, I could see them upgrading at role players because Luka Doncic really doesn't have consistent role players. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, you know, in this deal, Dinwiddie and Hardaway Jr. stay. And Dorian Finney-Smith. But however... The Dallas Mavericks trade Davis Bertrands, Reggie Bullock, Josh Green, and a first-round pick for Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, and Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin would get Dallas jumping. You want to see those Luka alley-oops to fucking Toppin. And then you have Evan Fournier, another shooter that could come in, who's a more consistent shooter than... um, than um, Reggie Bullock is. And Cam Reddish is a guy that deserves an opportunity. He definitely deserves an opportunity. And alongside Luka, he would shine. The Denver Nuggets, I feel like they don't need to make any moves. Their team is perfect the way they are. They're the number one team in the West. They don't really need anything. The Detroit Pistons, I feel like we don't need anybody. We don't need anyone. I don't I think that we just need to develop our young players into professional all-stars. I feel like Kate Cunningham has all-star potential. I think Jaden Ivey has all-star potential. I think Jalen Duran has all-star potential. I think Isaiah Stewart has 
a starter potential, you know, even though he already started this shit alongside Durham. But I think that he's a solid starter, especially with him developing that three-point shot. That's been, And then, you know, and his reputation as, you know, a bruiser. Now, Golden State, the Golden State Warriors, I don't know why, but I feel like they should do the Draymond Green for OG Ananobi trade, bro. I think this would make Toronto better for sure. And it would definitely make Golden State better. Because, you know, Andrew Wiggins, you know, ain't no telling when that dude's going to fucking come back. Ain't no fucking telling. A Draymond for Ananobi swap would definitely help. Even though Draymond Green has played a lot better as of lately. But you know how it goes. You know how it goes. I feel like Draymond's always been the issue in Golden State, but that's just me. Then we got the Golden State Warriors trade James Wiseman to the Washington Wizards for Daniel Gafford and Johnny Davis. Now, I know, I know that was, you know, Johnny Davis was the first round pick. I completely do understand and and, and get it for those who are attached to Washington. But James Wiseman would automatically start on this team easily. He would easily start. And he would be a great addition to the Washington Wizards. And to be in the front court with Kristaps Przingis. Kristaps Przingis could finally play his natural position at power forward alongside Kuzma. That's a big lineup, no doubt. And that's a big athletic lineup with um, with Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, uh, Kuzma, Przingis, and Wiseman. That'd be dope. Also, the Golden State Warriors trade James Wiseman, Moses Moody, Jamichael Green for Clint Capella. Now, Clint Capella has been experiencing injuries this year. I completely understand why you would say no to this. But, I mean, you're not really utilizing Wiseman and and Moody. And Kaminga seems like he's going to be the best player out of that group of players. So, I would bring in somebody like Capella that could run the floor. That could score off the alley-oop dribble. You know, who can set those nice little screens for Steph. I'm not, I, I, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking by saying that Capella can score. Yeah, I fucked up on that one. Yeah, the drink's hitting a little bit too hard on that. I'm sorry about that error, y'all. But you know what I mean? If he played for Golden State, he would be solid. A solid pickup in addition. I don't think the Houston Rockets need to do anything. I don't think they need to make any trades. I think they're solid and great the way that they are. Indiana, as I tell you again, don't feed the animals, be the animals. That's right, y'all. I don't think the Los Angeles Clippers need to make a move, but they're in trouble. If Kawhi and Paul George continue to be inconsistent, 
But I don't think they need to make any sudden moves. I like the Clippers the way that they are, and I think that they can get through a couple of rounds of the playoffs if they decide to keep that team. The Los Angeles Lakers. I do not think that the Los Angeles Lakers need to make any moves. For what? They don't need Buddy Hill. They don't need Miles Turner. I think they have a good, solid team. They just haven't had the chemistry. Memphis Grizzlies. I feel like Memphis needs to make this one move. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you guys already, but I—I I mean, I, I've already mentioned the uh, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, and two first-round picks for Carl Anthony Towns. Obviously, I think that Brooks and Jackson could do well. But Carl Anthony Towns would be the, the great number two to John Morant. And then Desmond Bain. And then Steven Adams as well. Like, this would be a good... This would be... Uh, Memphis could be in the championship conversation if they add Carl Anthony Towns. Miami Heat. There's a lot of trades. I mean, I've mentioned this shit last show, and I'm going to mention it again. Lowry for Westbrook. Even though I don't think the Los Angeles Lakers and Jeannie Buss are going to do that trade. Lowry and, and Duncan Robinson for Hayward and Rozier are still on the table. I feel like this three-team trade... You know, where the Heat received Jay Crowder and Riyaka Pirtle in the first-round pick from the Suns. The Suns received Josh Richardson and Max Struess. And then the Spurs received Duncan Robinson and Nikola Jovich. Milwaukee? I don't know. I mean, is Milwaukee desperate enough to make a deal, especially after getting their ass kicked by the worst team in the league? I mean, right now, the only thing that I can see right now is a uh, only thing I can see is a Grayson Allen for Jay Crowder swap. You know, the Milwaukee Bucks trade Grayson Allen for uh, Jay Crowder. I mean, that could help both teams. That could definitely help both teams. Or you could do uh, Chris Middleton... And Grayson Allen for uh, the Bucks trade, Chris Middleton, Grayson Allen 
per Gordon Hayward and, Ter- and Terry Rozier deal. Or if Milwaukee got some real balls, balls, you could do a Chris Middleton for Russell Westbrook trade straight up. Because, you know, Drew Holiday could play the one and the two. So Holiday and Westbrook would be a dope backboard. I would do that trade, to be honest with y'all. Then when Middleton gets healthy, the Lakers have their third scoring option. They have that guy that can score in bunches with AD and LeBron James. And I'll be honest with y'all. I think if they make that move, the Lakers will be dangerous. Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. We trade Gunnar Russell to the New York Knicks for Evan Fournier, Emmanuel Quickly, Cam Reddish, and a first-round pick. Minnesota's main thing should be getting multiple first-round picks. That should be the main thing right there, is that Minnesota gets multiple first-round picks. And I feel like um, Russell going to the Knicks, him and Jalen Brunson to go alongside Julius Randle. Damn. New Orleans Pelicans, I think they should stand pat at the trade deadline. I think they they should be fine. Uh, The New York Knicks... I feel like they should do a role player swap with the Washington Wizards. They should tr- the New York Knicks should trade Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, Evan Fournier, and Cam Reddish to the Washington Wizards for Monte Morris, Will Barton, Rui Hashimura, and Delon Wright. This definitely would help the Wizards get to the next level as they want to upgrade the roster around Bradley Beal. But more than likely, I think the Knicks would probably want Kuzma if they were to make a a similar deal like this. Oklahoma City Thunder, I do not think that they should make a, a move. I think they should stay the way that they are. They have all the picks, so many teams should be negotiating with them. I don't know why OKC has not been aggressive. If I had all those first round picks, I would be hella aggressive at this point. Then the Orlando Magic, they have a bright future. I do not think they should do anything for real unless it involves trading Jonathan Isaac. But even Jonathan Isaac would be a better addition than a subtraction. Philadelphia 76ers. I don't think they should initiate any trades. I think their team is fine on paper. Phoenix Suns, I think I've already talked about this deal on how they can get Harrison Barnes, Kyle Kuzma, and Kenyon Martin Jr. They would receive them in a trade, and then the Washington Wizards would receive um, Eric Gordon and Jay Crowder. That would be 
two great pickups for the Washington Wizards like this. The Rockets should receive in, in this deal Dario Saric, Rashawn Holmes, Landry Shamit, and Denny Abidja. Then the Kings should receive Will Barton and, the, uh, and Derek Favors. Or the Phoenix Suns trade Cameron Johnson, Dario Saric, Landry Shamit for Gordon Haywood. Now, I don't think the Suns would do this trade, but it's a risky, it's a high risk, high reward trade. Next, I, I will actually, you know what, before I get to it, I mean, I think Gordon Hayward would be a good pickup if Hayward was healthy. That's the big billion-dollar question. But I think that Gordon Hayward would be a good pickup for Phoenix. All right, again, the Phoenix Suns trade Cameron Johnson, Dario Saric, Torrey Craig, and Jay Crowder to the Toronto Raptors for OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. Man, can you imagine Trent Jr. and OG Ananobi in Phoenix? That could help resolve a lot of their problems. And then they still get to keep Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Michael Bridges. I do not think the Portland Trailblazers need to make a trade at all. I think they're fine just the way that they are. I don't think Sacramento Kings should make a trade. They're fine just the way they are. San Antonio, they don't need to do nothing but try to take for Victor. The Toronto Raptors should make a move and trade Gary Trenton, OG, and Anobi for D'Angelo Russell to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves for D'Angelo Russell. Now, Trenton and Anobi can step right in and contribute right away to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves easily. Utah Jazz, I don't think they need to make a move. Washington Wizards, however, the Washington Wizards trade Kyle Kuzma, Will Barton, DeLon Wright, and a first-round pick to the Minnesota Timberwolves for, of course, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, obviously, this would put some great role players alongside Anthony Edwards. A bunch of guys that can hit, knock down shots, decent defense. All right, that is my show. This is King Known Uncensored. What uh, every team should trade for, part two, and I'm out.